0: All right, happy uh, Monday. It's uh, Jace the Doctor here with another episode on the podcast about a topic which uh, is, I think, <clears throat> so important that <clears throat> you'll get perspective as you listen to it and really understand, I'll think, much more about your child, um, maybe even about yourself um, if it's going on with you. But let's start off with uh, happy post-Halloween. What I... What a great day yesterday, especially here. I mean, the weather was great. Um, kids have a, had a phenomenal time. Um, I'm going to be a uh, proud, down, doting father, uh, tell you a little bit about what our Halloween was like. So, <clears throat> we, we lo- I mean, I love Halloween. We we don't take it to the extreme that I would like to. Um, and Because uh, I just like, I like the scary stuff and everything, but my wife is not uh, into that. She's... As you probably know, if you listen, listened, she's a surgeon. She deals with, you know, blood and gore and <clears throat> all that stuff in real life. So it's not something that she really wants to <laughs> deal with. Outside of that, doesn't find it fun, doesn't find it interesting. It's great. No problem. But the kids like to get dressed up. And, you know, they got dressed up in some cool stuff and went out. But what they decided this year, which was interesting, was to... Um, <clears throat> this was completely on their own. Was to make up letters in envelopes to give out to everyone who gave them candy and it was basically it said happy halloween and thank you for you know the treat and they made a bunch of them put them in a bag and we went out and as they were getting candy they handed one to each person that you know gave them and i have to tell you and this was unprompted which is makes me even more you know like <coughs> <coughs> might as well add had a sneeze into the podcast twice uh i'm sure you'll get a yawn too It it, again, unprompted, um, but as they saw the responses from people as they were getting the uh, thank you notes, um, it made them realize like what gratitude does for people uh, and what, you know, being grateful and thankful does, uh, because people were just so blown away that, you know, these kids were giving them a a note that was basically, you know, that thank you note for Halloween. I mean, you know, obviously that's not a common thing. And it was all on their own. They went and they did all this stuff. all I did was photocopy some letters for them that they had drawn. So they had enough and that was it. But it was such a great moment, honestly. And it was one of those things I told my wife, like, this is something that we have to like really make sure that they understand the impact that they've had. I mean, this, those are things that can, you know, change someone's, someone's day, like in an instant. So it was fun. It was fun to watch. And it was good to know that you know maybe we're doing a little little bit of something right here. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Again, uh, let me let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit and thank you all for listening. Hope you guys had a great Halloween. Hope you guys uh, are sharing and I hope you guys are leaving re- reviews. I appreciate them and again it helps me make a better podcast for you and gives me uh ideas for other topics as well to you know that you guys want to hear uh, hear about and things that I can possibly talk about uh from my experience so again thank you uh for all of that. Okay, so my theme my topic for today uh has to do with what I call the internal itch. Uh and just uh, as a as a preview for those of you who haven't heard the podcast before, I do these in the car for the most part. Um which is why you'll hear weird things like my signal. Um, you'll hear um, outside noise occasionally. Uh, I am in the car, so hopefully you can uh, uh, hopefully it's not too disruptive. but um, anyway, the internal itch. So <clears throat> the internal itch is something that is it's a phrase that I kind of coined a long time ago. I was trying to describe what goes on in a child when they're not, behaving and acting in a certain way when and you don't understand why and they really don't understand why as well. Uh, and it comes down to a, a few things. Um, the reason I call it the internal itch is when you have a child who behaves in a way that seems so out of the ordinary, um, it seems like you sit there and say why? Do you have to be like this? Why are you behaving this way? Why can't you just sit still? Why can't you adapt to, you know, uh, a new environment? Why are you so out of control? And you can't get them to calm down. You can't get them to change. The behavior just continues, and it's extremely frustrating on your end because you think, you know, like, what do I do here? Nothing's working, Um, and the child doesn't say it, but they're frustrated too because, you know, they don't want to feel that way. They don't want to be out of control and cry and and feel like crap on the inside, but they don't know what's going on and they don't know why they're like that. So the internal itch is meaning that there's something going on inside their system that they can't get to. So it's almost like having, you know, it's like when you have an itch on your arm. As soon as you scratch that itch, number one, you get immediate relief, right? And you're like, oh, this is like the best. And then it goes away. So think about having that itch on the inside and you can't get to it. And it persists. Next time you have like an itch on your nose, try not to scratch it right away. Try to see if you can just let it sit there for a bit. See how you feel. I mean, it'll be there for 10 seconds and you'll want to rip your face off. Because you just want to get rid of it, niche it, and make it go away. So now think about that on a child's level of having that inside of their body. And it's a persistent itch they cannot scratch. That's why I call it the internal itch. And that's why a lot of children behave in a way that they don't understand. They act the way they do because there is no relief. And, you know, sometimes you think, well you know, something must be going on with them. Let me try to medicate them to get them to behave differently. So now you medicate them. The itch is still there, but they're just desensitized to the world. So they become just almost put in slow-mo, but they still have the itch. There's, there's kids. I remember, um, this comedian, I can't remember his name. He was talking about his child who had ADHD and who had been put on Ritalin. And the child, he was asking the child, you know, like about it. And I don't remember the complete context of it, but I remember him saying that the child basically told him like he felt like he was in slow-mo, like slow motion. And, you know, like it, 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 it wasn't making him feel better, but everything was just slowed down. Couldn't sleep, um, had all kinds of just after side effects, didn't feel better. It felt really just felt worse, but they were kind of numbed out a bit, you know, blank stare type thing. And obviously, that's not the way to deal with it. You're dealing with the symptoms versus the problem. But this internal itch is a, is a real thing for many, many kids. I mean, it's, it's real for adults too. You just don't see it that way. So, what kinds of things can create that? Well, it's, it's things that would be in their environment that are either going in them or on them. Now, you can also say that, well, it could be a psychological stress, which is very possible. Um, and I, I, I definitely think that is a, a good possibility that, you know, because we know that obviously emotional, mental emotional stresses can cause many things. My experience has shown me, though, that it is typically stuff that they're ingesting that has chemicals that is causing that itch and the biggest one which I, I talk about a ton because i really want people to get is synthetic dyes now if you're not familiar with what a synthetic dye is let me go over it again with you it's very very simple anytime you see an ingredient panel in a, something that has color in it whether it's a food or beverage and in the ingredient panel there is a color With a number next to it that is a synthetic dye Uh, it doesn't say synthetic dye but that is how it's listed it's it's a very simple thing to find it's on anything that it's in it has to be in the ingredient panel now synthetic dyes are only used for one purpose and that is a marketing purpose that is to make things look more appealing appetizing whatever it is they have no positive value We, our FDA and governing bodies have determined that they're generally considered safe to consume, which we know they're not, um, which is why we've had over a hundred different dyes in the past, most of which have been pulled because of the negative effects. Um, and, And here's the reason why. So synthetic dyes come from typically one place, and that is coal tar or petroleum. They are byproducts. They're kind of the uh, waste from the these chemicals. Coal tar is just what it is. It's like the stuff that you would pave your driveway with. And petroleum is gasoline. That's where these dyes come from. So putting that into perspective now, it's... So if I'm putting a byproduct of gasoline or stuff that I tar my driveway with in my child's body... What is the possible effect now behaviorally? That's a very well known side effect. There's been many studies about the link between ADD and ADHD and synthetic dyes, but it goes beyond that. I mean, it's been shown to be connected to everything from cancer to endocrine disruption to behavioral issues. The funny thing is, is we know, again, we know, there is a strong connection between ingesting these things and children having behavioral issues, right? Ingest something into their body. That's not good for them. It creates that internal itch. They don't know how to deal with it. They act in a way that's not consistent with what we should be acting like, right? Why we haven't removed them from our system. I mean, uh, there are many places that have removed these from there. They, they, they do not allow them in their food systems. Why we still allow the four or five different dyes, there, I, it blows my mind that we do. There are many companies who are removing them or have removed them. Some of them say, well, we're removing them by, you know, 2025 or whatever it is, which is another thing that blows my mind. Like if you, if you're going to remove them or you know, you're going to remove them, just, just remove them. You know, like what do you have? You have back stock, you have contracts. All right. You know, they're bad. So what are you going to say? Well, we know they're bad, but we'll still kind of pump them out knowing they're bad because we have to get rid of them and get, you know, finish our contracts out with these companies that supply them. Like that's, to me, that's crazy. And to me, that's, and again, that's another kind of uh, a way that you can see what a company is really based on. It's really based on, you know, we want to remove the dyes because we see that it affects your child's health though, or is this really consumer demand and it, by taking the dyes out, we'll make more money than we were before. That's a whole other topic. You know, to me, that's, you know, you look at a company based on its core values. Um, If it started off in a way that it was pumping out stuff that was bad, then they changed because of consumer demand. Um, That's not a solid company that you'd want to buy products from. That's just my opinion. But anyway, so that's where the internal itch comes from. It's them ingesting stuff like dyes that creates this feeling in them that they don't like they don't know how to deal with and they can't get rid of so one of the simplest things that i always did when i dealt with children over the years and did a lot of nutritional consult and diet revamping with parents was first thing was removing synthetic dyes it was very simple now if you're familiar with my podcast you know this hasn't happened in a while but while I'm driving, I tend to not be able to do two things at once. Hence. I just missed my exit. I, it is unbelievable how I cannot do two things at once, but I want to do these podcasts so. Anyway, I'm going to turn around. <clears throat> back to, uh, let me, let me find my way here and then I'll, I'll get back to what I was doing. It's unbelievable. You know, it's, it seems like such. simple thing and yet it's not for some reason for me but i will figure it out in some way okay here we go back back to where we need to go um so what i used to do is i first thing was remove those dyes and the effects were immediate you know you had to look sometimes it wasn't so obvious sometimes it wasn't just the gatorade it was in foods or sauces or pickles i mean it was like in things that you would really not consider but once you got it out of their system, the their behavior changed, and like amazingly it changed, like quick. Um, and it wasn't just synthetic dyes. There are other things, and sometimes it's just dependent on the child, that can create the same effect. And you know, sometimes it, it's so it's 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 frustrating to me. But I try to take it from the point of view of the parent when. You know, I look at some of these things and some of these, um, like, groups where parents are trying to look for, you know, things of how to get rid of stuff um, that the children are reading because it affects their behavior. But then they, you know, they put up stuff like the other day, you know, with Halloween, everything people were putting up. Oh, I'm so glad I found these. And, you know, because my child can't have blue dye, red dye. And it was like, you know, it was like some some dye free airheads candy. And I sat there and I was looking at it, I was looking at the comments and I was like like, you know, it's it's like looking the expression looking at the forest through the trees. You know, like, okay, so you found a candy that doesn't have dye in it, but it's got seventeen other bad things in it. Like this isn't a good alternative. I mean it's great, you found it's dye free. But giving them all the other stuff is not helping. So you have to really be vigilant and really look at the big picture because although synthetic dyes is a big one, there are other things out there that affect children's behavior. Now, again, I said like, remember, this can affect you. Like if you have no attention span, if you feel like you're hyperactive, um, if you feel like you get frustrated easily, if you feel like you can't deal in certain things, look at what you're eating, look at what you're using on your body, lotions, shampoos, anything that can get in through your skin, it all can affect you. And that could be anything. Synthetic dyes, artificial flavors, artificial colors, artificial sweeteners. My gosh. If you're still using artificial sweeteners in any way, for you or your kids, that could be Splenda. That could be um, uh, 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 PKU. Uh, It could be... um, um, erythritol, which can be... The reason I'm kind of stuttering here is I was thinking of erythritol, and erythritol can be a a natural product, but in general, I still consider it on that end because it's not good for people usually. Um, But everything sucralose, there's all kinds of stuff out there in the blue and pink and yellow packets that is really nothing but powdered cancer. That sounds extreme, I know, but... If you're drinking Diet Coke thinking, all right, like, at least I'm not drinking regular soda. Like, drink regular soda. Like, these things are just – there's stuff out there that has no value, no positive value. It's all negative. And to me, I think if we're going to allow this, which I don't know why we do, but if we're going to allow this into our food systems and beverage systems, then there should be a massive tax. And the reason I say this is this. If you choose to ingest something that has no value to your body, in fact, the only value is negative, it's 100% negative, like soda, diet soda, artificial sweeteners, if you decide to ingest that, which you're free to, it's your body, it's in our system, it's not illegal, if you choose to ingest it knowing farewell that it is not good for you, there should be a massive tax on these items. Like when the city tried to pass the soda tax and people freaked their shit out because they were going to tax soda and gonna people using EBT cards and all this stuff and you can't do that to people. Why not? Like you're ingesting something which is bad for you, which is going to cause problems, which is going to cause a burden on our healthcare system and cost everybody more money because you're deciding, to put something in your system or your kid's system that's going to have a negative effect. So I think that a tax on these items where the money goes into a fund to take care of these people when they get older is not unreasonable. Just like cigarettes. So I don't think the money from the tax on cigarettes goes towards that. But this is what they did with cigarettes. This is why when cigarettes used to be two fifty and now they're 11 12 13 $14 dollars. It was to deter people from smoking because we know there is no benefit from smoking. It's just that they didn't use the money in the right way. Um but anyway, anything that is not a a something substance that comes from nature that has been altered in any way can be an irritant. And when your child takes it into their system, especially a child because their systems haven't been um Their systems haven't been um, stressed over the years. They haven't been tainted by it for a long enough period of time where they've built up almost a tolerance. It affects them very quickly. But the good thing is, is when you remove it, it also affects them very quickly. So what I used to see when I used to revamp these diets with children and remove things that were irritants to their system is I would see that internal itch go away and they would feel better. They would act better. They would sleep better. They were in school feeling better. They were coming off medications. You know, the medications they were on sometimes then would really have an effect on them. And it wasn't my place to tell the parents to take them off, but I said, listen, you need to check back with your doctor because it's having a much bigger effect on them than they were before. Let them know what you're doing and discuss with them about what the medication is doing and what you need to do now. But guys, it's really very simple. You know, I'll give you another quote from, if you follow Tony Robbins, uh, and I, I followed him immensely over the years. Just a brilliant guy when it came, came to human psychology. But he said something that always stuck with me. You know, sometimes people say something and it just kind of imprints on your brain and you never forget it. And in his... Uh, in the context he was saying it was with relationships. And he said, you know, when something's going wrong in a relationship, or something's somebody's going off on you and it just seems out of the ordinary, out of place, or just, like, what did I do type of thing, and it's just so weird that they're blaming you for something, whatever. He said, always keep it in mind, in the back of your mind, what else can this mean? Meaning, like, it, it's probably not really about you. Person's going through something on their own, there's something else, but they're taking it out on you. And if you if you have that perspective, it makes things a lot better. And it allows you to process situations better and not blow up at somebody else and have it just become this whole big thing. With this thing with children, you can think the same thing, right? The child is acting in a certain way. It's out of the, They can't adapt to their environment, basically. They're just unable to sit still. They're acting out. They're crying at the drop of. I mean, it's just not how they should be. They're not happy-go-lucky kids. You have to sit and think to yourself, what else can this be? It's not because they're lacking medication. It's something inside of them is not right. And they're too little to explain it to you. So the way they process that is by acting out. Sometimes acting out makes them feel better. Sometimes it doesn't. I would say probably a majority of the time it probably doesn't. But in some way, that energy could make that itch feel better temporarily. And this is why they do it. Because it's really, honestly, it's so much simpler. Usually, like, these problems are usually way simpler. And if you stop to think what else can this be a lot of times you can feel you can you can figure out what that sim- simple answer is and not pull your hair out going to doctors and specialists and trying this medication and this and this and this sometimes it is very simple go back to basics think about what you're putting in their body you know a lot of us are also tainted by social media and TV and marketing and all these things Part of a balanced breakfast part of a complete breakfast like oh my kids want this and they're happy getting this they're eating this happy meal and they're happy 10 minutes like use common sense sometimes sit back and say hmm this drink that i'm giving my son number one it's a sports drink it's called a sports drink for a reason right because it's used during sports. Why is it used during sports? It's used to rehydrate athletes from dehydration. Number two, why is it neon colored? Is there anything in nature this color? No, that's an immediate right there, immediate. No, no, not something we should be ingesting. Number three, where did this drink come from? If you looked up the history of Gatorade, you'd realize that when it was created, I think it was back in the 60s, it was created by the Florida Gators by scientists to help these 250, 300-pound athletes from stopping from dehydrating on the field and passing out when it was so hot when they were practicing. But back then, they were using all kinds of stuff in the drinks. Nobody thought twice about using dyes and chemicals in there. They were more worried about, let's add some, you know, salt potassium magnesium to help them when there's because they're sweating so much just replace some of those electrolytes this was in the 60s and, and this is still here today you know like if you're giving them organic gatorade you know again I look at it as well did the, the company do this because they really are know about your kids health and want to make it better if they did they would have eliminate all the other gatorade and just made organic gatorade But they do it because of consumer demand. They don't want, people don't want stuff with dyes, chemical sugars. That's why they do it. That's your choice. I mean, if you're going to drink it because you think, well, you know, my kids want Gatorade, they look up to these people that are drinking it, I get it. And at least you're doing it. I'm just not fond of a company that does that because it's really based on consumer demand and not based on your kids' health. But when you look at an ingredients panel, common sense, I believe most people. Have the common sense enough to look at an ingredient panel and say, This doesn't look right. I don't know what this is. My kids probably shouldn't ingest this and not. And if your kid is not behaving in a way and you sit back and you say, What is going on with this child? that you should be able to say, All right, well, let's go back to basics and start here. Start looking at their food. Start looking at their activity level. Start looking at their sleep. Start looking at how we're behaving in the house. Are we positive? Are we setting a good example? Are we flipping out and they're taking examples from us? Are we ha- uh, having road rage? And this is why they're cursing. Um, you know, I-, I think I told the story the last, maybe couple, two podcasts ago. I had this, this little boy that used to come into the office that was four, I guess, at the time. And this kid was dropping F-bombs in the office. just just like it was just... Like he was saying the word candy. It was like nothing. And he just, and people like heard it and were so shocked that they would laugh. And of course, you know, like it made him want to do it more. And the mother was, you know, she was kind of mortified, but not enough to make him stop. Um, And the reason was, is because she was dropping F-bombs in the car, like road rage, like telling this person who cut her off or this, 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 F you, F this. The kid absorbs that. So, you know, it's another thing. Is that what I'm doing? Is that the example I'm setting? because honestly, all of this stuff is very, very simple. You just have to sit back and say, what else can this mean? And go back to basics and say, what is causing this internal itch in my child? And how do I get rid of it? Not how do I erase over it or black over it so it's still there, but it's just trying to numb it out. How do I get rid of the problem? If you get rid of the internal itch, children heal quick. So start by looking at their foods. Start by removing things which are irritating them. Synthetic dyes, dairy, artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners, soy, wheat, corn. Some kids have a corn issue. Give them as close to as possible food from nature. Not overcooked. Organic, vegetables, fruits, stuff that is from nature, that is clean. You will notice such a difference so quickly. And when you're doing that, you have to do it too. Don't be a parent who tries to give their kids all this good, clean food, and when they go to school, you know you're going to Starbucks and have a have a venti uh, mocha frappuccino and a an egg and sausage sandwich. Like, it doesn't work. You all have to do it. But go again. I'll I'll, I'll do this in, in circles until I get to where I'm going. Go back to basics. Remove stuff. Make sure they're staying active. You know, I'm not against technology, but they need to be active. They need to be outside when they can. They need to be doing sports. They need to get sleep. They need to be in bed. You know, like I put my kids to bed at seven o'clock. They may not go to bed at 7. Amazingly, I still can't find my way to where I'm going here. Um, they may not go to bed at 7, but they're in bed and they're reading until they're tired enough to go to sleep. That's what they do. You know, this is these are the things we must do in order to get that internal itch out. That's it. I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like I can continue to go on. I also am going to be – I'm going to end up in Connecticut if I don't get my, uh, my directions here in gear. I am the worst. I really am. It's amazing. I am just the worst. Anyway, uh, I'm going to end it here. I hope this was uh, informative. I hope I didn't kind of just go in circles because I, you know, there's so much to talk about here, but it's really so simple. I, I feel like I can tell you this stuff in three minutes if I really needed to, but sometimes you need perspective and you need to really hear it in different ways. So, guys, go simple, remove stuff that's not normal for them to eat, and you'll find that things will get a lot better very quickly. All right, Jace the Doctor out. I'm actually going to pull over and put my ways on to get myself back in because my internal GPS sucks, and I need to do that. So I'm going to leave it at that. Have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. Jace the Doctor out. Talk to you soon.